Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Pause Podcast. I know our episodes have not been consistent. However, we've had some recent episodes with uh, really exciting guests that we're proud of and we're happy to have had. And we actually have some more guests coming. We're going to talk about training. We're going to talk about um, really cool topics that you guys will, will find interesting. Now, today I wanted to talk about um, a topic that came to mind due um, to a lot of people who have been telling me. So I have a Doberman and I made an episode before about the difference between European and American Dobermans. And that episode actually had uh, you know, a, a lot of attention and a lot of people have reached out uh, for more info. But it is true. And there's, there's a big difference between the two types uh, of Dobermans. The one that I have happens to be European and if you go back and watch that episode, you'll see that I said they're, they're, you know, they have higher energy, they're more high maintenance. They're, they're the true working um, European um, dog. They're the true working Doberman. So, you know, really high energy require a lot of exercise, require space. Um, otherwise you get destructive, but they're also very emotionally attached. They're very intelligent. They're very stubborn. If you have a male and I do have a male, they're respectful, they're loving, but they're stubborn. So you'll see some you know, funny moments that I find funny. Uh, you know, some people from the outside looking in, they, they find it crazy, they find it you know, human-like, which I think I, I find it human-like too. So today I wanted to have an episode where kind of, I give you more information on the European Doberman because we've had a lot of questions and you know, more people want to learn. So we'll share more on that. And then I also want to talk about the importance of finding the right breed for you. And that is inspired by how many people, everywhere I go with my dog, um, ask where I got him from and that they like him and they would like a dog like him. Some people even go as far as asking if I'm gonna breed him and if, if, you know, if, if I'm gonna be selling puppies, which, which, which it's not in the plans. You know, it's, not a, it's, not a, it's not being planned at the moment, but so, you know, what I tell them when, when people ask me that, when I tell them is don't get a dog for the looks. Cause yeah, he looks very unique. He's a very beautiful dog. Okay. And, and has a very, you know, attractive um, looks. A lot of people want, want to show that off, not knowing what it entails to have one. I kind of knew I researched before I got a Doberman, before I got a European Doberman. But I was surprised even more after getting one. I was surprised by the intelligence. Although I did read that they're very smart, but the, the, the level of intelligence and emotional attachments and, and, and stubborn you know, personality and the stubborn personality. So I was surprised even though I did the research, but you know, I, I made the adjustments. So just to give you an idea, I planned my schedule. That dog can't be left alone for a long time. I mean, he's, he's very emotionally attached. So, you know, between me and, 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 and my family, we have to kind of, uh, you know, arrange and not leave him alone for a very long time. Where some other dogs may be okay. We don't encourage that. But some other dogs may be okay based on the personality. You know, I know he's not, you know, and we're actually thinking about maybe getting him a friend or a brother or a sister soon. So, um, back to the point, you make some adjustments with your schedule, obviously in terms of exercise. If you don't live in a home, if you live in an apartment or a condo or, or something that doesn't have a private yard where you can, 
you know, get that dog to run and exercise every single day, maybe twice a day in the morning and the afternoon, uh, it's going to be a problem for you. It truly will be. And, and for the dog as well, because he's not going to be happy. He's going to have a lot of energy that is not being, uh, you know, deserted. He's going to have uh, destructive habits, but overall he's, you know, it's not healthy for him or her to not uh, get the exercise. So, if you do live in an apartment or a condo or somewhere that where you don't have a private place to get him to run, well, you have to make adjustments. You know, I had that in the beginning. I was not actually, I did not have a private yard and I, I would arrange and I'll take him to baseball fields um, to run. I'll take him to, you know, uh, the different parks and different places on a daily. And you put that on your schedule. It's something you have to do now. People see the dog and they don't, think that you think it's just it's like having you know a bulldog that is you know obviously has uh requires a lot less maintenance okay and, and they're perfect for apartments for example um now you think okay this is just a big dog we'll take him out you know and this is again it's not a dog you take out on on a walk and, and it's and it's said and done i mean you can walk for a few miles you know <laughs> however long you want to walk it's not like running it's not like getting the energy and then doing the the, the the exercises that he or she is looking for. So again, I made those adjustments while I didn't have the space to go and, and, and put that as a part of my day to go and, and get him exercise every day. Um, and, and again, same thing with, with leaving him alone for a long time. Another thing is about the ears. Um, you know, I, I don't encourage it. Obviously they don't like it, but if you are going to post the ears, um, that's that's another that's another hassle that's another that's a lot of work as well um you know again i, I don't encourage it they don't like it it's not painful it's not harmful but they, it bothers them a little bit so you know that that's that's a discussion for for another time to debate over whether or not you know, it should be posted but again if you are going to post that's that's other effort that you have to keep in mind if you're if you're a a first-time Doberman owner, or, or you know, if, if you haven't, some other dogs that you post your ears are, do, are, are great things and stuff. So if you've never had one of those dogs, it's going to be very, uh, it's, it's going to be a learning experience for you to go and try to find out how to do that. So I'm kind of, I'm basically giving you both at the same time. Now I'm giving you a little bit about the breed and telling you kind of why um, you should consider, you know, what breed works for you. But back to, to the point about what breed works for you. Again, the questions I get about him everywhere I go, um, and actually funny, funny, fun fact is I had many people also ask about his coat and, and, and how his coat is so shiny and what I give him for it. And obviously what I give him is pause. He's been taking it since he was six months old. So um, it's happy to see people realizing that and seeing uh, the results. Because usually, you know, I don't, I see him every day, so I don't, um, notice or I don't um, see the difference but from other people to see the difference and ask how his coat is so shiny um, it's, it's awesome to see that you know pause is, is, is making that effect and you know I, I recommend it to people when, when they when they ask and and they love it you know some are neighbors and, and the the um, they start using it and they, and they thank us later on so that was that was exciting too but you know when people ask Many people ask about um, where to get one and that kind of stuff. I tell them, I tell them, hey, this is not, I mean, for sure. I love the breed. I, I would not at this point get any, any other breed, uh, but know what you're getting into. 
you know, I love his personality now. We, we kind of we understand each other. In the beginning, it was a shock to see that personality. But now I get it. I understand him. He understands me. So know what you're getting into. Know that this is not a dog that is just going to be, you know, in, there in your house in the corner where you just feed and he looks good. So you can post pictures of him or her. And that's not what it is. This is going to be truly like having a family member that you're going to have to interact with, somewhat talk to. And people will think you're crazy, but talking to him actually works miracles, you know, with, the stu- with him being stubborn. You know, looking at him, looking at him and talking in a certain tone um, solves the problem. So you would think that's crazy, but that is actually true. That happens. So understand that this is going to be like having a family member, like having a four-legged baby. Okay. And that's what it, what it is with, with, with this European Doberman. Um, and again, I'm speaking from experience on the European. I know the American has a lot of similarities as well. Uh, just a little bit less energy in terms of, you know, the working capabilities because the Europeans are the true working animals, uh, but very similar as well. So understand that. And by the way, I'm speaking on, on the Doberman, but again, you could be, you know, somebody who's always go out hiking, who's always out doing, you know, outdoor activities, who has a big yard and want to be throwing, you know, a Frisbee or, or a ball. And you go get a, a bulldog and you're unhappy too, because the dog doesn't want to do that stuff. And, and, and you want to do that stuff. So understand who you are and what kind of dog you want that matches your lifestyle. If this is your lifestyle and you have all that stuff, maybe a Doberman is perfect for you. Then you have the time to train him. You have the time to exercise him every day. You have the time to be patient and, 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 and kind of deal with his personality. Okay. Or, or, you know, a Malinois or, you know, a Belgian, a Belgian Malinois, one of those dogs, active dogs, it's perfect for you. So, it's, it goes both ways, right? Um, and it's very important to understand that. Don't get a dog for the looks. Don't get a dog for how cool it is to have him or her. Get a dog understanding that, you know, this is going to be with you for, you know, 10 to 20 years. And I'm saying that if you take care of his health and, and, and start, you know, the right nutrition early on, the, the right exercise early on, hopefully you'll have him for a long time. So understand that for the next 10, 20 years of your life, you're going to have the animal. So take into consideration the changes, take into consideration your work situation, where you might move, all those different things. And is this dog going to be um, okay as a part of your life? If you have uncertainties, then maybe get a, a lower maintenance dog. And that is, you know, that is a really truly an advice I want to give today because, you know, you don't want to be in a situation where you have to give that dog up or, 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 you know, not give him or her what they need. And the dog is, is unhealthy basically due to that. Um, that is really, you know, a sad situation that you don't want to be in. So certainly go out there, do your research. Don't worry about the looks and how cool the breed is or what your friends might say. I mean, we get influenced all the time with people's opinion. But with this one is different. It's like having a baby. You're not going to, you know, decide when to have a baby or, or that, you know, make a life decision based on what your friends think. It's, it's kind of, it's something that you have to think and know that it works for you and that you're capable of loving the animal and giving them what they need. Okay. Um, 
do the research, understand your lifestyle, understand your support system, understand what you can give and what you cannot give to that dog. Also, and speaking by the way, from a financial standpoint and caring for, for a dog that's high maintenance, you know, again, a Doberman has sensitive stomach. God knows how many times I've taken him to the vet um, early on when I first got him because of, you know, eating grass outside and he gets stomach problems. And that was honestly one of the reasons why we, we, we also thought about supplements and, and regulating his digestion and that kind of stuff too early on. Um, and it did, it did help, you know, unless he eats something obviously that is really bad and it's at that point, it's, you know, requires medicine, not supplements. But um, either way, understand that, you know, what you're getting into financially, what you're getting into in terms of time commitment, what you're getting into in terms of, um, you know, space limitations or, or space requirements and all that stuff. So now that I said that, I want to talk about the breed a little bit and the European Doberman. For those that don't know the difference, European Dobermans are a little bit bigger. They're, they're thicker, they have a bigger head, bigger paws, kind of like more stocky. You know, people see Dobermans as those like skinnier, more slender um, dogs. Europeans are not really like that. They're a bit more stocky. Um, they have a longer body and maybe a bit shorter, I would say. So they're not as high up, you know, the, but their body's a bit longer, but they're, again, they're a bit also stocky with that. So you'll see them as, as basically a bigger dog, more active, very emotionally attached. And at that point, I don't want to, you know, I'm talking about differentiators in terms of looks. I don't know in terms of personality. I have not had a, an American Doberman and we'll maybe get in a guest that has one and we can, we can have that comparison. But in terms of just giving you what the European is about, very emotionally attached, uh, very loving, you know, a, a great family dog, a great a companion, great emotional support because he's really always he or she by your side. I think even females are more obedient. Now, males are very stubborn. There are going to come moments where you're going back and forth and, and he's talking back to you by, you know, doing like those soft barks, not, not hard, you know, aggressive barks, but kind of like talking back. If, if you're telling him to do something he doesn't want to do, he's still going to do it, but he's going to let you know that he doesn't like it. Uh, funny, funny sometimes, but you have to assert yourself. So understand also that you're going to, from day one, that's usually with most dogs, but especially with the male European Doberman, you have to assert yourself as the leader. Let them know that without any aggression, it's really by, by how you talk to them, by the tone of the voice and, and, and um, how you treat them. They respond well to, to, to love. They respond well to praise. But again, um, looks-wise, you'll see them bigger. You'll see them a bit um, more stocky. You know, uh, Maintenance-wise or, or activity level-wise, they're, they're high level of activity, they require a lot of space, they require running multiple times a day, um, you know, preferably in the morning and again in the afternoon, maybe before before their meals, basically. You, take, you let them out to run and, and, and do their zoomies. Um, and yeah, personality, very attached, very loving, great family dogs, truly is. If, if Honestly, I think they work better with families that have more time to split between them and, and give that dog always like human interaction and, and family interaction. I think they're definitely better for families because with that you have more people that can allocate time to that dog. Um, certainly would be great for them. So there you go, ladies and gentlemen, 
a little bit of talk about why you should do research before you pick a breed and why you shouldn't pick a breed based on their looks and a little bit more about European Dobermans. Now, if you have any questions about the breed or about anything really, shoot us an email. You can shoot us an email at info at mypaws.com. Put in the title podcast question and we'll be happy to answer. Maybe we'll include it in the next episode. Maybe we'll make an episode about it. And, um, you know, go check out pause, mypaws.com. I'm very happy with, with customers' feedback, um, you know, especially the live ones that I see and people telling me in person about my dog. It makes me very happy because he's been taking it since he was six months. He's a year and a half now, so it's been almost a year since he's been taking it, or exactly a year, basically. So go check it out, mypaws.com. That's M-Y-P-A-W-W-Z.com. Nine-on-one multivitamin with hemp. We're actually releasing additional products soon. We're very excited about that. Uh, one of which is tailored to larger active dogs. That is going to be a protein. You don't see a lot of those. Um, it's a protein product for dogs intended for, for those dogs that have a lot of uh, energy, that work out a lot, that exercise a lot. And then we have those, um, you know, a bone health uh, product. I don't want to like calling it hip and joint. It's bone health, really. Uh, and, and skin health. We have, we have some exciting products coming out that, that have been tested for the past couple months now. Um, you know, I've tried them with my dog and he, he's, he loves them. So yeah, go check out the one we have now, 9-in-1 multivitamin with hemp. Hemp has a lot of great benefits as well. Read about that. Let us know if you have any questions about the product as well. Same email, info at mypaws.com. Thank you for tuning in and see you in the next episode. Take care. Uh-huh.